ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian giant Venetius, the temptress witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm your host, Ted, and with me today is Ref Amy and the new mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters. And uh, folks, holy cow, we just got done watching NXT TakeOver 36. What a damn show. Holy smokes. Um, You know, we have a, a group chat for the show, and we were talking pretty much the entire show. and. uh Amy, I think you said it best about Dragonov and Walter. <laughs> what was it for the whole last five minutes? Or what, what were, yeah, were the last five. Yeah, the last five minutes. I was literally screaming at my TV. I'm just like, "Stop it! You're killing him!" And it could have been both guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the other one I said where it was just like, technically they both killed each other in the match. It's just that Dragonov was less dead. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Holy smokes, that was that a um it was an onslaught. It was crazy. Oh it my was. gosh. Yeah. And, and like and the so the League of Extraordinary Podcast guys um have a group chat on Instagram that I'm in. And Ivan from Circle of Debate was like, I got emotional by the end of that match. Just wow. watching just watching Dragonov's face. Like and, and seeing him feeling validated. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. why we're fans. That's yeah. why we watch this shit. <laughs> yeah. Incredible matchup. Like, yeah. And it was, it was a, like the, especially the last like five minutes, they were telling a really great story about like how relentless Dragonoff was. And like, usually I don't really like when you, you make like the really over like, big guys tap out, especially how quickly Walter tapped out, but it made sense with just how much he was just pounding him in the back of the neck, like Mm -hmm. grinding him and then putting him in the chokehold and then he would escape and then he would pound him again, put him in the chokehold. And eventually it was just like, Walter's just like, get him off of me. Like (laughs) I can't do this anymore. And it told like, I actually believe something like that. Right. Yeah, for sure. And and you like, and you say like the words that you just used were how quickly he tapped. But if you think about it, Oh yeah. He was in that hold. For a solid five, six minutes over the course yeah. of the last fifteen minutes of that match. Yeah, very yeah. long time. Oh my gosh. It was it was so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Well let's 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 start at the beginning. I kind of jumped jumped the gun here, but let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. LA Knight, Cameron Grimes. Um, fun match. Uh, told the story. Obviously, I don't think any match on the card told the story as well as Walter and Dragonov. Mm-hmm. Um I think that was definitely match of the night, maybe even match of the year. <laughs> like it was just, it was insane. Um, you know, but, but they, they told a nice story and um, we got to see the payoff for Grimes. LA Knight did everything right in that match. Um, I felt like it was a great, perfect ending for that feud and it lets mm-hmm. them go their separate ways and both people still look good. You know, yeah. um, LA Knight won two out of three of their matches and Grimes won the payoff. So like they, they both still 
have strength in what they, you know, in their positions, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, what did what did you guys think about that match? So going into it, I was a little iffy on the feud because like the first like rendition of Cameron Grimes kind of put a sour note in my mouth. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't really a big fan. Um, so watching the show, I, I would like kind of tune out the feud. And it wasn't until like watching this match and like really watching like the story they were telling and everything like that. And like, I forgot how good Ted DiBiase is. Like, just, like, the, all the facial expressions on the side, the the cackling, like, every time, like, Eli Knight fell and stuff like that. So, I, I it got me invested. And also the crowd being just as invested in, like, the, the match as the wrestlers were um, really got me into the match. And that was really surprising because I was expecting me to be, like, tuning out of the match like I yeah. do most of the time. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And... I love the to the moon chance. It was great. Fantastic. But Perfect. yeah, the right, I think the right guy won. Excellent. Tyler, what are your thoughts, bud? Yeah. I'm, can you believe it? I'm going to agree with ref Amy at Ted DiBiase. Nostalgia. It, it was incredible. I mean, you're right, Amy, all the psychology, him getting his payback on LA night punching him, doing the, uh, what's the submission hold Ted that he had? Uh, the sleeper hold that Ted DiBiase had. I forget the name. Oh, you know, I forget the name. I forget the name. I'll look that up. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, that's all right. But I, I thought it was a great match. I love the way these guys work. I'm, I'm big fans of them both. You guys touched on that. And I thought it was a, a good match to open up the show. It, it really was. And it, it shows how Cameron Grimes has grown with his character, his gimmick. And LA Knight can always just cut a promo and talk and his work backs it up. So, I thought it was a solid match. I really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm in agreement. Believe it or not, it's not Hill Tyler. I'm, what's going on here? T- too much, I guess, the quick pr- reviews here. Uh, the Million Dollar Dream. That's the name of the, okay. uh, the modified sleeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I feel like every time someone from uh, the 80s or 90s is involved in something in WWE, Tyler just thinks it's amazing. It, no, I, it is. Yeah. I, I can't <laughs> help myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it was a great opener. It was, it was a great mm-hmm. way to, to get the show moving. And then, um, what came next? Was it Gonzalez, Gonzalez yeah. and Kai? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it because they went out there and gave 110% and they were given some time and they, they were given the opportunity. Um, I, I didn't feel like this was a match of the night candidate. Um, and I didn't feel like this was the best that I've seen these two work. But that being said, I think that the right person won. Um, Gonzalez needs to mm-hmm. eliminate everybody. And I think the way they ended it with uh, Kylie Ray, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kylie Ray yeah. coming out from NXT UK. Um, you know, when, when Will and I first started the channel, God, it was close to three years ago now, right, right around WrestleMania in, in New York. Was that WrestleMania 35? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we would watch NXT UK. Like, we would take turns watching all the shows on the network. So one week I would watch NXT, he would watch NXT UK, I would watch 205 Live, and I would watch Main Event. Like, we were insane. We tried to watch all the wrestling, and we were just (laughs) stupid. Um, But through that, I got exposed to Kylie Ray, to Tony Storm, 
to um, Piper Niven, who is now Dewdrop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and that whole and Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain may be my favorite current WWE tag team. Like they're just so good, they're um, awesome. you know. So if but if I hadn't followed that, like if I'm a casual fan who was like, oh, SummerSlam was on Saturday. I'm used to watching on Sunday. NXT's on Sunday. I guess I'll give it a shot, right? Mm-hmm. And I watch NXT tonight. I have no idea who Kylie Ray is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that a lot on Twitter, people not knowing who they, she was. Yeah, yeah. So oh. interesting, yeah. But I mean, knowing her body of work a little bit more because I've watched it a little bit, I'm excited for it. I think it'll mm-hmm. be a great feud. But if you're just a casual fan, you don't know. If you started watching NXT because you watched it on USA, you don't mm-hmm. know, you know? And that, yeah. that's, that's the problem. There's a lack of continuity from point A to point B. And, uh, and that happens all the way up through the main roster. Yeah. Um, do, do you guys have any other, any other thoughts on that match in particular? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought as far as uh, Raquel Gonzalez's ma- matches, I thought this was like the most like invested I've ever been in it mm-hmm. because like I could really feel the emotion that she was, um, she was uh, feeling during the match. And like, I think they played to their, rather than trying to do stuff that are like crazy and stuff like that like obviously you have Raquel Gonzalez going for the power moves and then yep. um go to Kai trying to be quick and get around them and stuff like that so I yep. think they, they told a very like simple but great story and mm. a couple of flubs I think <laughs> there was a point where I was getting mad at the referee because he was rushing them with his counting and I was kind of like no no don't do that when they're on the like ropes and stuff like that just kind of let it go but other than that uh, I thought it was a a great batch and a good ending and hopefully mm. Dakota Kai I think is going to the uh next step into the women's division so the oh. main I I hope so I hope so yeah. Tyler uh I gotta disagree uh mm. I, I don't know it just lacks some they they worked hard don't get me wrong and, and they're both very talented but there was something about the energy, even with the fans. It just that big five championship match feel was lost as far mm-hmm. as the, the quality of the match. I, I think that's what took me out of it. I, I've got to be honest. So, but I, I agree. They're both very talented. I even had a crush before Charlotte on Dakota Kai, but it, that's kind of fading now. So I don't know what's wrong with it with me. Maybe that's it. I'm just having <laughs> no luck with my crushes. I, I'll blame that pathetic excuse. Yeah, I'm bitter. Gotcha. I'm jealous is what it is. Gotcha. Now you're seeing my evil side. Yeah. Well, listen, I think I think that that I think Tyler, that's a great point, and I, I think that that comes from a system failure in the NXT Women's Division, right? There's no doubt that they, that the NXT Women's Division has, for the last five years, been the best women's division in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's bar none. Okay. Um, But the problem is, is after the group with Baszler and um, Io Shirai and Asuka, Mm -hmm. they didn't really build them the same. You know, we got huge builds for Sasha Banks. Um, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. We got huge builds for Asuka, for Ember Moon, for Io Shirai, for Rhea Ripley, 
um, Shayna Baszler, you know, we, we got huge, huge builds for those women. And that's why they were popular enough to headline. And I don't see that currently happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and because of that, because we don't have that solid build, I'm less invested, which is mm-hmm. just, it's, it's par for the course. Right. Um, but I think that Gonzalez, and I've said this for better part of a year now, I think that she has everything that it takes to be the woman to cross the gender line as far as championships in the WWE. Um, I think she needs some refining still, uh, but I, but I think that she could be the next woman to win the Intercontinental Championship or the United States Championship, you know? Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah. And and Nelio and I had argued about that before on air where he said, no, it'll definitely be Charlotte Flair. It won't be, it won't be Raquel Gonzalez. It'll be Charlotte Flair. And I, I say, no, you're wrong. It, she won't do that until she completely obliterates her dad's record, yeah. right? Which they're obviously working towards right now, right? She's had yeah, two they have to recover. A month. Yeah, they have to recover the ones they took away. Yeah, because um, yeah, they took away the NXT ones. Right, right. I know. I mean, such a shame. I mean, gives people more reason not to like her except me for guys that are marks for. Yep, yep. I, well, and. I'll, I would, just to go off that point, I was really surprised too because I feel kind of the same way about the women's division. They they've been kind of like in a in a standby mode, yep. and I was really surprised that they had the placement on the card that they have. I would have expected them to be in between Dragonoff and uh, Walter and mm-hmm. the well, whoever followed them. At first, I thought yeah. it was going to be Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross, but they took yeah. a while that flipping that. So, and that's usually a dead spot for the women's matches because the crowd's dead. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I'm glad that they didn't because yeah. it, meant, it meant that the crowd was still, still had some life in it for them, mm-hmm. um, which I think if it, they have gone after Dragonov and Walter, like it would have been nothing. You know, if if after Dragonov Walter we hadn't gotten Cole O'Reilly, we'd be they'd have been up a creek. You know, mm-hmm. it would have been the same thing that we got in SummerSlam last night, where mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch jobs. You know, gives the jobber uh, the jobber exit to Bianca Belair, and uh, and then you know the wind is completely out of the sails. That's that's yeah. totally what would have happened. Um, so I'm glad that they didn't do that. That made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so next was the there were only five matches, right? Yeah. So it was next was Walter and yeah. Next was Walter Dragunov. Yeah, and and we we started to talk about that already. Jesus Christ! Well, it's hard not to. I mean, what a match! You said it. It could be match of the year candidate. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, can you name a match on the main roster that's been better? No. no. Yeah, it's... It, they just let those guys beat the holy hell out of each other for about twenty minutes, and goddamn. Yep. Yep. The only part of the only thing that I was getting mad, and this was kind of like a characteristic of the entire night. I don't know what's going on with NXT's producing team, but they were like not making camera switches fast enough. And so you caught them talking to each other, which is like a rookie move for the production team. Like they should mm. switch cameras immediately. But right. that's the only, it's not even their fault. The only flaw of the match. <laughs> like, right. 
right. I mean, man, can you can you guys even think of a match in AEW that tops it? No, I, I mean there ah. there could no, I I don't think so. I, I'm trying to think, but that that shows you a testament to how good these guys really are in this rivalry, yeah. this feud. And hey, what about Dragonoff selling and Walter? I mean, we talk about their offense, but their selling's yeah. just as great. That's yeah. what helps complete the story. That's I forget about that going back watching this match. Yeah, like one a boot by Walter to Dragonoff, and the way his head kicked back, just the technique mm-hmm. and nuances mm-hmm. are incredible. Yeah, I mean. And yeah. Walter's level of sell throughout the match mm-hmm. changed, which was fantastic, mm-hmm. right? He started being like, you're still the fly that I swatted around, right? <sighs> and over the course of that, that match, man, he started selling more and more mm-hmm. and more and mm-hmm. more. And, and it, I mean, like you said earlier, Amy, it just told a story. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. It was, it was a fantastic yeah. match fantastic Aww. yeah and that beginning selling um the part uh the part where uh Dragonoff was slapping walter at the beginning and yes. then you just see yeah. walter like coming at him that was the one i texted you guys like there's not many wrestlers that scare me but walter scares the living shit out of me because if yeah. he was coming at me like that i would just leave i would be like i'm done <laughs> i quit wrestling because he's incredible yeah he's so scary when he's coming at you like that man and I remember we talked to, uh, well, you, I don't think you guys were, Tyler, were you with us when we interviewed PCO or was it just me, me and Nellio? I think I was with you guys on that one. The PCO yeah. interview. Yeah. I remember talking to PCO and, uh, and I don't remember if it was on air or off air, but I asked him, I said, you know, how, how was it really, you know, shoot, how was it working Walter for that, that incredible match that they had at PWG? Mm-hmm. and uh and he said oh my god he's amazing mm-hmm. to work with he has just the right level of stiff he has just the right level of pull he's uh and he makes he makes the people around him look better mm-hmm. and, I, and that stuck with me you know because we don't see a lot of walter you know he's on nxt uk we don't see him but when we do it's an attraction yeah and that's that right there is what the wwe doesn't have right now they don't have somebody that that when i see their name pop up on my screen that i go damn i've got to watch it yeah i've got to watch it right now now do you think that's a like a problem with like doing weekly television and having people really exposed because like what the thing with Walter is we don't see him in matches very often. If you watch Mm -hmm. uh, NXT UK, he has that faction around him and they some, most of the time are doing the fighting for him. So like, it's kind of like he only comes in for the big matches. So maybe that's like one of the remedies that WWE could do to try to make their events more of an attraction. That's a great point. I would, I would argue that they have tried that very very mm-hmm. recently and that the wrestling community shit all over it is that goldberg lesnar mm-hmm. think about it lesnar yeah. wasn't on every show lesnar took the championship home with him and yeah. he would come out once every couple of weeks and hit somebody and give him an f5 and Heyman would start talking and then three weeks later they'd be on a pay-per-view and brock lesnar would beat the shit out of them and then he would go home again, right? Yeah. But it was special. 
it made you wonder, could this be the guy to dethrone Lesnar? And mm-hmm. Lesnar always sold for them just enough to make you think it could happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he did. He fought Daniel Bryan. Look at think about that match when he was with Daniel Bryan. Like he sold just enough to make mm-hmm. you think Bryan was gonna win. AJ Styles, he sold yeah. just enough to make you think that he was gonna win. The third time around with Cena, he sold mm-hmm. just enough to make you think you know what I mean? Um so I feel like I feel like the WWE did try it. Yeah. They did They did do that. And the wrestling community went, well, fuck, we want our champion on TV every week. Yeah. You know? I mean, that, that's why we're talking about it with SummerSlam, seeing Brock come out. I mean, you said it. The yeah. mystique yeah. about these guys. Like, what if Walter shows up, which I know he was on that Raw, but you could imagine with fans back and them chanting yep. Walter, that would be incredible. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. That's probably the next step for him, I would think. Oh, I would think so. And I would yeah. think it would yeah. be to Raw, and I think it yeah. would be to feud with, you know, with Lashley in the near future, even if Lashley doesn't have the strap. Yeah. You know, just have those two colossal people. Because that Walter is someone that you can legitimately see dethroning Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 100% legitimate. Yeah. He's a certified sob you know like he can he can just go in there and, and take the beating and kick ass um mm-hmm. and by the way you brought up you know i brought up lesnar and you brought up SummerSlam last night tyler can we all agree that top knot lesnar is the best way to for lesnar to be from this point viking, yeah right. viking lesnar yeah yeah amy to your credit i, I shouted you out because i i caught nope. that and i'm like he he looks this is awesome man this is like rock star lesnar and he man. and he looks slim down he does yeah. Will, I think Will said that, or not Will, uh, who said it? I think it was Will. Chat. Was it Will? No, yeah, he, didn't get, he Will. didn't get to watch it. I was trying to uh, remember who said uh, it. Angela. Angela said it. Uh, okay. That, that, he looked, that he looked a little slimmed down. Um, you know, and, and she's right. You know, mm-hmm. like, he, he looks trim. He looks incredible. I am looking forward to Friday night's SmackDown. Of course, mm-hmm. we'll be in Nashville, baby. <laughs> yeah watching smackdown together baby <laughs> you know um but but yeah it's it's absolutely awesome absolutely incredible um let's let's move on because we could gush all over walter and Dragonov all night um let's let's go on to two out of three falls adam cole kyle o'reilly um i don't think that there was a right person to win this match i think that either of them winning makes a hundred percent sense. Um, I picked O'Reilly to win and -hmm. I was right. Um, but I, uh, I didn't see the submission finish coming like that. And now you said earlier about how, you know, quickly Walter tapped out, but I think that Cole tapped out fast in that, in that, I guess it was like a modified knee bar or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I, that felt rushed to me. It mm. felt really rushed to me. Did, did yeah. you guys feel that way? I, I did too. It was, yeah, it was definitely surprising, but I think it, the way commentary kind of like, like kind of made it better. It was just like, well, Adam Cole doesn't want to be incapacitated for the rest of the match. So why not just tap now and then take your frustration out on 
with the weapons and everything. So it kind of like, when I heard that, I was like, you know what, that kind of makes sense. It's definitely still surprising. And I was like, in the middle of going to the bathroom and I heard the like first fall go off and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> God damn no, it. No, <laughs> I'm talking about in the cage. Oh, in I'm the talking cage. about the cage at oh. the end of the very end of the match. Oh, the very I end thought of the it match. was. I thought it was pretty normal. You, you thought it was paced okay? Yeah, because after the beatings that they were both taking the entire time, it wasn't in that infallible that hmm. he would tap pretty early. Like it, we talked about how Walter and um, Dragonoff, uh, what do you call it, uh, beat each other to death. Like Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly were like, hold my beer as I hit him with like an inhabitant object the entire time. Like the, some of the bumps that they were taking were just mm-hmm. god awful to watch. Yeah, that so. ring apron bump that O'Reilly took at the beginning of the match oh, was uh, that was scary. Mm-hmm. That was scary yeah. to watch. Um, and then the power bomb on the edge of the announce table. Oh gosh, that 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 always drives me crazy. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you learn nothing from Sean? Did you learn nothing from Sean Michaels? God damn it. Yeah. You know? He's sitting there in the back in the gorilla for this show. God damn it. Yeah, yeah just it. talk to the man. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. One wrong bump like that and you're and you have disc fusion, you know? Yeah. Um and that that scares me, but hell of an entertaining match. Mm-hmm. Um I like that O'Reilly got the first pin clean. Mm-hmm. I think I think that that the first fall I should say the first fall clean. Um, I think that was very important. Um, in that just that straight up one on one match, and to see mm-hmm. the look Cole sold it so well. The look okay. of shock on Cole's face was was really really well done. Um, but did did either of you feel that this match was hard to grab the story of this match? Having followed Walter Dragunov, a little bit, yeah, I felt a little exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have almost, I would have almost preferred what you had said earlier, Amy, where if they'd put the NXT Championship match here, because frankly, Joe and Cross did a great job, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But I didn't feel like. I needed to follow along with that match. I could just sit back and watch that match. You know, does that make sense? Like there's, there's some matches that tell a story and that you want to watch for the little details. Those two didn't need that. Those two just went, you know? Um, And I almost wish that that would have been in between. Yeah. That's why I thought how it was going to be paced. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, with the the uh, O'Reilly Cole match, it, it was good too. But once again, I think you know I'm glad it's the payoff because it it kind of it was one of those things you can only do it so much. But I mean, they've got plenty of story behind them with Undisputed Era. But that that was the only fallback I had. But I thought it was you know very well done. I liked the spot where he did the uh, what was it kind of slammed him off the top turnbuckle into the chairs. I mean that was another mm-hmm. rough bump and. I mean, they, they did so many great things. They're, they're both tremendous. I mean, I'm a big fan. I just, I think that's the thing. I, I'm glad it's the payoff, though. As much as I've enjoyed this, I'm, it, yeah. it's time. Yeah, I'm like, you know, yeah exactly. Now, 
with like obviously Adam Cole's status is up in the air, which I kind of think also kind of diluted the match a bit because like everybody's wondering like what is Adam gonna call uh, Adam Cole gonna do next like kind of mm-hmm. thing, um, right? But one thing that's not brought up is like what's next for Kyle O'Reilly because they obviously they let go of Bobby Fish, and like what does he have left to do now? And obviously the fans weren't very happy. Like I don't know if you guys noticed, but they yeah. were booing after he won, and. So, like, you, you got to think that if, like, if they're trying to get rid of all these, like, smaller talent, Kyle O'Reilly's got to be on the chopping block soon, which is, like, I think he'll be used better somewhere else, which, which I know, like, someone losing their job isn't great, but I think if he does, unfortunately, lose his job, I, I think he'll find better places to work. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that um, – I think O'Reilly will get a run with singles gold. Mm-hmm. Um in NXT. I don't know if it'll be the NXT championship. It might be the North American championship. Um, mm-hmm. But he'll get he'll get a run with singles gold in NXT. Mm-hmm. And then he'll drop it. He'll go to the main roster. And he'll feud with someone like a Nakamura. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're top tier mid-card guys. Mm-hmm. Um that are like borderline main event guys, Cesaro, Nakamura, Hardy, Corbin. He'll feud with those guys um, on the main roster a little bit. They'll use him as fodder, but yeah. he'll get some, but he'll get some shine out of it. Say what you will about uh, NXT guys being wasted when they come up to the main roster. And it's true. It happens a lot of times, but when they've really invested the time and money in somebody, down in NXT, they don't typically waste them right off the bat, right? Um, Look at Andrade, right? They didn't waste him off the bat. They used him pretty darn well, actually, for a a long time there. And then they they didn't know where to put him next. They didn't see him as a main event guy, right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, neither does AEW. AEW hasn't put him in a main event, right? He's in the middle of the card. Um, he's shining, but he's in the middle of the card. Okay. And he still has someone speaking for him. <laughs> and he still has someone speaking for yeah. him. Yep. Um, but Andrade was used really well mm-hmm. for a long time. And then he fell off when they couldn't decide what to do with him after that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the same thing happened with, uh, with Baszler. Basil was used great, and then they were like, "Ah, we're going to give it to Charlotte instead." And then we don't know what we're going to do with you after that. And then it fell apart, right? Oscar, um, undefeated, 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 then loses to Flair at WrestleMania. Flair is the common denominator, by the way. Um, yeah, with Andrade too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah, Andrade with Vega was was great. They made yeah. an essential tag team. I mean, yep. she the way she yep. could work. Uh, you you brought up such a great observation. I, I missed that. I kind of wish he could have stayed in WWE, to be honest. Nothing against AEW, but I think he still could have fit somewhere in there. But he got lost in the shovel, to your point. Yeah. yeah. Enzo and Cass. Mm-hmm. They were used yeah. well. They were used well. Street Profits, they were used well for a long time. Now they're just kind of floating. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, So I think the same thing would happen with O'Reilly. He would come up. He would get used. He would probably get an Intercontinental Championship run. 
right? U.S. championship run, um, which is as big as some as some guys make it. You yeah. Know? Not everybody's meant to be at the top of the card. That's fair. Yeah. Right? Some of the, the biggest legends are people who never held the type, uh, the top title. Look at Scott Hall. So, yeah. Yeah, Kurt Henning. Yeah. yeah. Kurt Henning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, but I think that that's, that's kind of what's next for him is that he's going to get some kind of, some kind of gold run in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. I can see Hit Row um, and Fantasma finishing up their feud. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see Kushida and the Diamond Mine finishing up their feud. Okay. Um, and I can see Roddy having won the Cruiserweight Championship from Kushida. I can see Kyle O'Reilly challenging for that mm-hmm. and having him fight somebody else from the Undisputed Era. Um, and kind of, it kind of makes him the, like the, the undisputed era hunter, <laughs> you know, kind of like the elite <laughs> hunter. Um, and then, and then after that, you know, he goes after the North American championship maybe, you know? So I, I, I do see a way forward for him, but I, I'm, I'm weary of it. I'm weary of it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't have a ton to say about the main event. Um, yeah. I just, it, it was the right ending. It was a great ending. It was great seeing Joe out there and for the most part looking really comfortable. Um, I didn't see any rust. I mean, I saw little timing things, but I don't know if that's rust or if that's just a lack of chemistry between him and Cross. Because Mm -hmm. Cross is a guy, in my opinion, and I like Cross a lot. I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. Um. Cuz, although Cuz does say, and it's pretty funny, Cuz says that Cross is just um, Wish.com Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, that being said, um, Cross is hard to have chemistry in the ring with. I've noticed that because a lot he's, of his. Yeah, he's he's like he's kind of like Goldberg. He's got to destroy his opponents. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's tough to have a good back and forth match with him. Um, some people can have a good back and forth match with anybody. Finn Balor is one of them, and that's how they made it look so good, yeah. right? Um, Adam Cole is another one. That's how they made it look so good. But it's tough. It's really tough. But uh, but I think that it went well. I think it was a good match, and I think that Joe pulled the best that he could out of that situation for sure. Um, I'm happy to see Joe win the gold. And mm-hmm. uh, I think they said tonight he's the first ever three-time, right? Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. His name's now in the history books forever, you know? Um, but other than that, I, I feel like I, – I, I really and truly feel like Walter Dragunov should have been the main event. I did too. They They yeah. built this card – on paper, they built the card right. But in reality, they built the card really wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like or at, that's at least, yeah. yeah, or at least just switch. Uh, what do you call it? The uh, th- two out of three falls with the main event. Like I yeah. think that that's the way I had it in my brain when it first came out, and I was like, okay. But then when they came out for the two out of three falls, I'm like, I'm worn out, and I'm just sitting here on my couch drinking soda. 
I can only imagine what the crowd feels like. So. Yep. But as for the uh, the main event, like I yeah, I thought it was a solid match. Like it was amazing seeing Joe wrestle again because it's been mm-hmm. like what a year of year not plus, seeing yeah. wrestle, and so it was nice to see him wrestle again. I didn't realize how pivotal uh scarlet is to Karen cross's entrance because yes. i was kind of sitting there and like oh you're just you're just standing there that's all you're doing <laughs> so i hope that uh, the report is like she's not injured but she needed personal time mm-hmm. so um i hope she comes back and is in his entrance but it, it, like the reports are when he goes to the main roster they're not interested in having her with him which i think is a mistake yes a huge mistake um but yeah, I was a little, yeah, I was just, like, watching it. I was like, this is so much less, like, than what it normally is. But yeah. other than that, like, I love Joe, and I, it's so nice to see him wrestle again. Yep, yep. It had a real Ring of Honor feel to it tonight. Yes, um, yes. You know, the Joe chance, the Joe's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, the small, intimate crowd it had a real Ring of Honor feel tonight. Yeah, it good really throwback yeah. to, yeah, Ring of Honor, like you're saying. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, I'm super excited about this week of wrestling that we've had. It's been it's been a balls to the wall week <laughs> of wrestling, and it's been a balls to the wall three days of wrestling, right? Um, you know, Punk Punk on Friday, which was just incredible. Oh, what um, a moment! Yeah. I had to go back and rewatch it today. Like I went back on YouTube I and rewatched yeah. and rewatched Punk come out. Um, and I watched Tony Khan give that little address beforehand too. Like, so like I got to watch, like I was in the audience. Um, so I watched Khan and then I watched punk come out. Um, really incredible, really incredible moment. And then SummerSlam last night, really great show. Really, really great show. Yeah, I mean, it was a good show. Um, you know, I posted on Twitter and, and apparently it's not such an unpopular opinion because the, the tweet, no. the tweet, um that i posted has gotten a lot of uh positive feedback but i tweeted uh i'm looking for the looking for it right now because a bunch of people have liked it um just go to your profile here we go i said unpopular opinion alert if you like if you let one moment if you let one moment ruin a whole show that you otherwise enjoy, you're just looking for a reason to be negative. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't think I'm wrong. You know, um, listen, was the Eva Marie match fantastic? No. Right. Um, were there flaws throughout the show for SummerSlam? Yeah. But it was a fucking four hour plus show. It was a marathon. Lots of good, yeah. lots you know? of good moments. Like, and yeah. that's like those are what remind you why you being a re- you're a wrestling fan. Like, the, everyone likes to say like AEW stole the weekend. They did with just one moment. Like, if you watch the rest of the like show, it's like they're good matches, but it's not like we're talking about like John Moxley versus that one kid. I can't, I can't even remember his name right now, but I know he's an up and comer. Yeah. But we just remember the CM Punk, and then WWE created a lot of moments. Like, say what you want about what happened afterwards. Becky coming back was awesome yeah great and moment. so like great this moment. was just, this was just a perfect weekend of wrestling where you had like these two shows that created a, a bunch of moments for you and then mm. a really nice sunday like three-hour show of just great wrestling yeah 
So I mean, I popped for Lesnar. I mean, that, you say yeah, what exactly. you want to say about Lesnar. That that was yeah. huge. Knowing, knowing that Paul Heyman sold it great. He's like, yeah. you know, oh, no, not Brock. And Brock, you know, teasing going after him was awesome. You know, yeah. him staring down Roman. Uh, classic storytelling. Yeah. And the fact that Brock just looked happy. He looked yeah. happy to be there. <laughs> I said, Usually- I said. I said to cousin to Tyler maybe I think it was even off air last night because by the time we got done filming the the quick review of SummerSlam last night it was like twelve thirty, and um, and uh, I said you know he was smiling, he was happy mm-hmm. to be there, and like it reminds me of when he won Money in the Bank, right <laughs> when he won yeah. that Money yes. in the Bank briefcase and he was running around with it like <laughs> it was a boombox, man that guy was Classic. having the time of his goddamn life. And I was here for it. Like I was yeah. so into money in the bank rock. I was so into boombox rock. It was incredible. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and it was like, Oh, it sucks. It sucks. No, it doesn't. It's hilarious. It's it's hilarious. Hilarious. They're having, side, yeah. They're, when they like, that's the thing also with the punk thing, you knew like the motion on his face was real. So when mm-hmm. you feel that, whether it be in a hilarious way or an emotional way, like mm-hmm. you feel that and that's mm-hmm. what makes you connect. Yeah. So absolutely. Yep. Yep. Hey, our truth too. Was that not a great segment? You brought it up when it, Brock was being more comical. Oh, yeah. You know, when our truth was like, "No, I, I'm good. I'm good." <laughs> that was that was awesome. Oh man! So yeah, I'm super excited to see Brock back. Um, I never thought I'd say that three years ago, but mm-hmm. now I'm super excited that Brock's back. Um, I'm super excited that Becky's back, and uh, and I think that Cena did really well last night. Um, I think Cena did really well last night. Um, and, and I hope that NXT finds a way to keep being what it's been and to build that next generation of people up a little bit better than we have seen in the last six months to, to a year. Um, but I gotta say tonight, pretty damn good show. Oh yeah. Pretty damn good show. Great, great show. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, my friends, uh, those of you that are watching on YouTube, please let us know in the comments what you thought about NXT TakeOver 36. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast platform or on Sportswire, please make sure that you shoot us uh, an at mention. Uh, like I said last night on the SummerSlam review show, uh, Twitter is the best way to get a hold of us because both Amy and I are monitoring that Twitter pretty frequently. Uh, if you are not a Twitter person, if you're an Instagram person or a Facebook person, you will get a hold of us. It might just not be as quick, um, you know, for us to reply to those. But we we do make a make a real effort to reply to everything that we can. And if we don't, we certainly acknowledge your comment with a like or a or a you know a, a retweet or whatever we can. Uh, mm-hmm. So please make sure that you at mention us at w r e w i n d p o d c s c a s t and make sure you follow us across all the social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We don't have Snapchat because Snapchat is Instagram for who can't read uh and uh please 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 i want to know from you guys should we make a tiktok should we make a tiktok because if we make a tiktok tyler is going to run it and he's going to make all the tiktok videos so he's uh, gonna do all the dancing he's gonna do all the dancing and he's gonna learn how to twerk he's gonna do that handstand thing where his feet are up on the up on the wall and he's gonna twerk for you all so so let us know should should we well, i don't know <laughs> look you at amy's lose face a lot of people amy's look already kind of like oh, i'm just visualizing it right now no i don't i don't know if that's uh that's i don't know I'm, maybe I'm i'll get ivy to do it as well <laughs> if i can get tyler to do it i can get ivy yeah. to do it you know so um so but but 
please let us know if you think we should if we should uh go ahead and invest some time in a tiktok because i know a lot of uh a lot of my friends who have podcasts in the wrestling world have said that tiktok has been good for them and then uh and last but not least please remember to like comment share subscribe thank you so much we hit 340 subscribers today um just awesome. absolutely awesome stuff please make sure that you uh you share our content with your friends we love gaining new audience members and uh my friends on behalf of the new math of the south on behalf of the senior official ref amy veronica and our whole rewind fam thank you so much for being with us this week and uh and grinding it out with us this will be the last time you really hear from us for for the better part of a week now we're kind of taking taking some time off here you got a couple things a couple little shorties coming up but um you know we are all going to be getting together in nashville uh on thursday and uh or friday rather and we're going to be filming a whole bunch of content for you we're super excited for it um and we hope that you'll be here for it with us so on behalf of everybody thank you so much for joining us here on rewind wrestling radio and we will catch you next time